0: In the 2003 SDCF symposium panel entitled "Designing Outside the Box," designers Jeff Evans, Miranda Hoffman, Ryan Mueller, and Scott Spar examine the collaboration and methods used to break away from traditional design in order to create a vibrant and immediate world that helps transform, transport, and illuminate the written word. Ruben. Polendo moderates. The following program is a recording of the conversation that took place. Hello, I'm SDC Director Daniel Sullivan, and you are listening to Masters of the Stage. This program is produced by the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation and presented by SDCF and the American Theatre Wing. The SDCF has released these archives in an effort to further education regarding the crafts of direction and choreography. Because this program was not initially recorded for the purpose of broadcast, it is not of the highest technical quality. Portions of the conversation may have been edited to improve the overall quality of the broadcast. We
1: have the artistic director of theater, this is his team, so I'm going to let him introduce everyone personally, but the artistic director of Theater Me Too, Rebeth Lennon.
2: I want to introduce uh, first my company, uh, Theater Me Too, and I'll speak a little more about that, Uh, but I want to introduce uh, the people who are up here who are the uh, design team of Theater Me Too. Um, uh, On the far uh, is Ryan Miller, who is a lighting designer and executive designer for the company, um, next to him is uh, Jeff Evans, who, who is a uh, composer, you'll hear lots of sort of multi-task, who is uh, a composer He's also a percussionist drummer for the company, um, as well as a uh, shadow mask designer uh, along with me, uh, uh, some of the uh, tools that you'll see that we use. Uh, next to him is Miranda Hoffman, who is a uh, costume designer for the company, as well as mask and uh, shadow puppet designer. Um, Next is Scott Spar, who is uh, set designer uh, for the company, as well as uh, puppet uh, designer for the company, uh, as well as choreographer for the company. Um, and uh, myself, and my functions in the company uh, are not only as a director, but are, are as director and writer um, within the company. Um, I'll speak briefly about uh, Theater Me Too, and then what I would love to do is I'll take us through the steps of our process, uh, because we have a very specific methodology uh, that perhaps in sharing it can bring up interesting ideas, questions, thoughts, um, at least a way to see how one company works. I will preface by saying that uh, this is a collaboration that has been going on uh, for almost eight years now. Uh, and we all sort of met when we were much much younger. We were still trying to figure out what theater was and we still are, but, uh, but it's certainly something that we've all become addicted to, this, this collaboration. Um, so I'll speak briefly, and as we go through those steps, I'll, I'll pass it along so that as we um, enter the different design elements, we can speak about them. The Inner Me Too is uh, a company made up of uh, 17 individuals and it's an an exclusive company, a dedicated company. By that I mean that it's it's this group of individuals uh, rather than sort of bringing people in and out of of the mix. Um, These 17 people, uh, the the tasks sort of uh, overlap substantially so that within them, uh, 10 of them function as actors, uh, three of them, some of them go into the acting also function as designers. Uh, choreographers. Uh, we have uh, an artistic associate who's a director as well. She's actually hiding in the back. Lori Peterman, the feet that you see, she's handling the, <laughs> the woman in the back. Shadow father. will We also, you know, we have, as I mentioned, uh, we have uh, various musicians in the company as well as three composers. Jeffrey Function is, is the, the core composer um, and an overlapping of it. Peter uh, Mission is, is sort of quite a, a lengthy one, but I'll, I'll speak to the core of it. Um, we focus on two kinds of work. One is uh, the, the creation of new works that are based on ancient poets or myths or ethics uh, that tend to be from a non-Western or a non-traditional root. Um, the other, the other kind of work we do, is deconstructions uh, that are developed by the company of uh, literature or of literary sources. Uh, the biggest investment for us is to try to um, to explore and investigate uh, a theatrical vocabulary that is truly that, that is trying to, to find the theatrical. And for that, we tend to look um, to ancient traditions, to uh, non-Western traditions, to uh, pre-Columbian traditions, uh, and try to investigate how those speak to us now, uh, and merge with the sensibilities that we are a, a group of young artists, uh, and we have grown up with you know, television, with uh, you know, uh, internet, with all these things around us. Uh, and how without, I mentioned this in another panel, how without mimicking it can we have it affect our sensibilities uh, and speak of a language that is epic, and to try to um, tell stories that speak of a time almost before we had divided into the groupings that we divided now. Uh, this would be more subjective to get some of the subject matter. Um, uh, the other thing I, I want to say is that uh, a big fascination with the company is uh, an investigation into uh, the non-secularization of the theater, and by that I mean to, to explore in our work, visually, thematically, uh, questions of the soul, questions of the spirit. Uh, and the final thing I'll say that, that is a big um, drive of theater me is, the first time that I uh, was studying in India and I sat and watched the first true uh, performance in that context, uh, it made a humongous impression, not because it was different, not because it was born, but because it's the first time that I experienced a whole theater experience. And that experience engaged my intellect, it engaged my eyes, my ears, my nose, it engaged my heart emotionally, uh, and it also engaged my spirit. And, and when I walked out, I said, I want more. Where does that happen? And the uh, the hope with our work isn't to try to mimic that, but rather it's to try to investigate what is an American hope and what are the, the, the things that um, that could perhaps run that. <coughs> um, on an earlier panel, I think uh, one of the panelists mentioned that their work wasn't about experimenting, And in fact, our are is very much experimenting. We put elements together and tried to find the formula try to find an we regroup and go, what is that? And we, we continue on this, uh, and we sort of look forward to um, our contemplation, If that makes sense. Do, go, so now, now we move on to this. Um, so I think that's a little bit of that The last thing I'll say is that uh, there's a big quote. That's a, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a Mexican product that is a big drive in the, in the company. And it's a, it's a proverb that says, um, we've chosen to forget so many things our ancestors knew. And it's, I mean, it's a sort of huge thing, but uh, when applied to theater, I think it's fascinating uh, to just look at, at some of the simplest uh, things and how theatrical those can be. Uh, I think that addresses also uh, the lack of limitations that the economy, and by that I mean that um, our investment is, again, a theatrical rather than a logical one. Uh, and we find that often the simplest solutions are the most uh, amazing. So uh, what I'd love to do is, we're going to go very quickly through a handful of slides just to give you a visual sense of our work. We'll then on a slide of a show that we uh, just finished, its most recent incarnation, and then we'll go specifically into that. Um, So, and we'll just sort of scan through these uh, various projects. This last image is from uh, a new play which I've written that's based on the Hindu poem, the Ramayana, which is one of the largest Hindu epics. Uh, and our goal was to investigate this uh, epic that though recognized it's an Indian epic, actually predates India uh, and has, you know, traces back to the second century BC. So it's, it's a fascinating sort of world to go into and uh, overwhelming. Um, what, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, to start walking us through the process uh, that we go through in creating this. And at the end, I'll sort of show images of the final uh, uh, result as it stands now. Um so, uh, you go ahead and switch, um, and I'm sorry for the one for the first part, I'll, I'll pass it on in a second. Um, the uh, the many things influi- influence our process, a, a big one is the, the fact that my background, I was a biochemist for many years, my training is actually biochemistry. So my introduction here came later, uh, for me, and what, what uh, has happened is that my brain has been sort of beaten into thinking scientifically, and so the approach uh, that the only way that I can get a grasp of things is actually very systematic and very uh, scientific, which at times can be perhaps not interesting to some artists, but certainly the ones that are here on today uh, has become sort of necessary in our work and in a way of being specific and in a way of, uh, of creating. Um, aesthetics are a huge part of, of our work, so much so that the Ramayana, in fact, was designed before there was a script. So rather than creating a script and going, oh, um, I sat with this group of individuals and I told them the story that I wanted to write like as a play. And off of that, we started, we went into our rehearsal process, some, or rather our uh, design process. And somewhere in the middle of that, a scene started coming up and a work. And so when I wrote for certain characters that wear masks, the masks already existed. And I sat with those masks and tried to figure out what they would say rather than the other way around. And I think what happens is that the work becomes separate to the aesthetics. Um, that's a tricky thing to try to, to develop. And so we've found, whether it's just finding time on our own or finding um, some places that find what we do interesting and say, well, come to a one-day workshop and we investigate rather than the play, and we investigate makeup." or we investigate <coughs> has been a way to, to find this. Um, so the first thing I, uh, I'll talk about is uh, the research level. Well, the, first, the first idea, after presenting the story and telling uh, these folks the story of the idea that we're going to go into um, we enter uh, research uh, and I, I present them with images that speak of perhaps the investment they can be completely arbitrary images um, you know a rock or a uh, very specific I say oh this reminds me of a character it ranges um, and what I ask them is them to respond in images rather than uh, in ideas and say well I want this but simply images to start to find a vocabulary that uh, we can speak on so. Um, we'll go through some of the research and if you guys could sort of touch a little bit on um, your reaction to research or how that sort of uh, sends you thinking um, in your design process. you want to talk a little bit about
3: that. Um,
4: yeah, I always, I always find the, the early research process very exciting. And um, I, I like... I really appreciate it when directors are very open and can bring in just any, any kind of image or thought or, or um, anything that spurs them, even if they don't know why it spurs them. And that's what I think is exciting about, about what we do in our process and that, that it's everybody's just, everybody has their feelers out. Um, I always found that really kind of exciting.
2: Part of the process too is since we've gotten to know each other. Um, as I look at research images now, I have in mind uh, Miranda's costumes and Brian's loving and the sound, and those influence me heavily on things that I bring to the table, mm-hmm. not just from set point of view, but I I take into account everything, which is it's a huge thing, but it's also really exciting because I can pull something that I can show to around and be like, this is exciting for you. And, and we all have this huge investment in, in knowing where the other people come from so that it can help us funnel more quickly too because when there are limitless possibilities it's limitless. It and let you know the people working with and it can start helping things funnel down.
4: that that is one of the things that i feel work when i work with us that is different from working with with other on other collaborative processes is that i feel like the lines are blurred enough that that the problems costume problems aren't necessarily only my responsibility to solve and that that it's it's all of us together and if i'm confused i'll be like jeff i have no idea how to solve this you know and and you know and and it's it gets it's like our problem to solve together and i I find that it's very different
2: something sort of great effect is uh when we started this project of the ramayana uh, I, I, I presented, this has got a piece of paper, and I said, I don't know what this means, but I sort of love this emptiness of this piece of paper. I'm mm-hmm. being really high art, going, this is rather... And his <laughs> response visually was actually this, which wow. is uh, which is a, a piece of modern art uh, that's actually well a toilet paper, that's sort of the humongous <laughs> of the toilet paper, which has nothing to do with the Ramayana. Yet, is to me, I was like, oh, yeah. The next thing that happened is Ryan presented with this, of course, reacts to that light that's coming from the back. So we all get excited and we put that in our book of images and then, Laurie, if you go ahead. Um, we had had this conversation about, you know, the reminder happens in the forest and this whole notion of trees and so okay. forth. And then this image was brought, which is another uh, modernist sculpture that's in fact called Trees. And you know, we sat there going, what is that mean? Tree, you yeah. know, what is tree about it? And so we all reacted to it, and I'm not sure what, but we said, let's we'll keep it in there. I don't know what it means. Again, it is like something limitless, but already we've got two things that are on paper. Um, and I know many of you do this in your research, but we'll get to a little sort of twist on it. I uh, so if you go ahead. Then we start getting to um, images that speak of, you know, the grandness and forth of, of these characters. And we start looking to sort of non-Western traditions. Uh, this is a Peking opera image that I believe I brought to Miranda. And what I love is I brought this and Miranda reacted to the sleeves was what actually was happening with the sleeves. And that is the spirit rather than me saying, this is what I want it to look like. There's something about this image that interests me.
4: But, but, and, but also we're, in, in most of the work that we're doing, we're not interested in fooling the audience. Correct and and so we're, we're interested in, in uh, creating a language so we have an old character but we don't want to make the actor think that we're pretending that the actor's really old and so this was a different language a different way to show indicate age without trying to pretend the actor is that and so that provided a vocabulary for us to work from right.
2: the, the other thing i'll add to that is that um our, our hope because of the work that we do not to take you anywhere. With the Ramayana, there's no interest in taking you to India or in, you know, we did an Aztec. Mid. There's no interest in taking you to Asia, to the Mexico land. But it's to take you to a world, I would say that like the Ramayana is to take you to a world that's way before that, that can only exist on that stage, a place where half the monkeys have gods and water, where before the race is separated. So our company of actors is in fact incredibly diverse and so it speaks of an ownership of these tales that deal with the soul, rather than with something specifically um, that takes you to a continent or a place. Um, so these are, you know, we looked at Bouteau, uh, Japanese Watoumites, again, not knowing what this becomes. And all these images are eventually shared with the actor and, and influences them. Uh, and these are all sort of uh, uh, theories that I've, I've studied that we've all, you know, there's a lot of sort of bigger research projects where we had a chance to travel and see these things. Um, so, this is an image from Katakali, and we um, have done uh, sort of a, a lot of exploration to makeup and, and what we call masking on the face, uh, and looked at things of, of this nature, variations on that. So this is uh, from Balinese uh, dance, and again, reacting to um, the tone. You know, we're sort of bringing these to the table, but quite, uh, quite abstractly. So just remember these images because those are going to come into play. Um, go ahead. Yeah, from painting opera, there was something um, about the, the sort of masking as well as that sort of linearity. And these images are, is nothing that I, I sort of gave, but it's that I think if I gave a couple of images and they at least came back. And so now our book for the Ramayana is this enormous thing um, in which things become key in order to fuse. Um, this is uh, an, uh, an Indian festival, a say, Indian festival that involves a, a sort of mock fight of work the energy of this and the, the sort of power of it became very interesting. And in fact, led to a conversation uh, with Scott about the choreography of the piece. Yet this was offered, I believe, by one of the terms of, a, a of an image of, of a costume and and movement. And now the biggest thing is that all conversations about this piece are now stemming from the same image. So that what's important is that Scott doesn't come in and say, well, you know, I've been thinking about the set, this is what I think, but rather, we're all looking at these images and so that now there's boutique of a color, that relation of that white thing that you saw, whether we use the color white or not, and this white. And so the conversation, again, is very specific. Again, with Jeff, we speak, this is a very um, sort of a live picture, and so it begins to speak of music, and Jeff is a drummer and a percussionist, so he continues that conversation. Um, again, it's just a series of, of images. And then we get to lighting images. Um, which uh, I actually would love to hear you guys talk about it because lighting is such an odd thing and there's a, a big sort of uh, trauma for me before the start of my company where a lighting designer is very easy to converse but then when they enter sort of ideas are very different It's very odd thing about lighting um, so we actually sort of make a, a, a point of being rigorous about images of light and sort of textures of lighting because the other designers well, it's interesting
1: when Ruben and I came to first work with each other how we didn't have a vocabulary together we needed to find some way of sharing ideas that me coming from the land of bizarre things that nobody can spell or understand and how to create a vocabulary with the director that then we can still talk about the same thing and not have it be entirely different when we walk in the theater. Because you can say, oh, I think it's blue. But saying that it's blue it is entirely different between his eyes and my eyes. Where if we both are looking at the same picture, we both get the same image out of it. And we can then reference back to that. And then in rehearsal, we'll go, remember that yellow that we were looking for. And we'll actually use it. And while the reversal process is going on, we'll gels in rehearsal and be able to then make more informed decisions so that by the time we go to the theater we're now working not on the basic building blocks but now working that next level up and it makes the tech time that much more valuable because we've spent all this time in image that then has translated to rehearsal that then becomes something that you see on stage instead of having a meeting and going, oh, I think it's blue, and then six months later, you walk into a theater and you haven't seen each other since then. Right. And
2: Which means something different, too. Yeah, Yeah, water. I think
4: that we have, we have a very unique experience when we work together because, because Ryan, Ryan is around so, so much, and it's so, it's so rare for a lighting designer to be so much a part of the process and so... Much the fabric of, of everything else that's going on, so he's not surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know that you were going to put that character in green. I've, I I her in brown, and now she's mud. You know, I mean, that doesn't happen. You know, it, but that happens so so much that it's it's a, I think a huge luxury for us to um, to be able to to be in the same room together so much more often. Things I find very
5: important just the simple solutions to inter- rehearsal. These little work lights that you have at Home Depot, when you stick those out on the floor you get kind of this like up lighting, and it kind of creates a whole other world that, you know, most places where are probably a fluorescent light in the ceiling, if you have just that little simple kind of interesting light. To me, it creates a sense of the world we're creating and inspires me to try to feel more of what the actors doing and how they're
2: I think the other thing I have to say is that at this level, I ask the designers to, we are dreaming, if that makes sense. We're in a state of sort of dream, and of colors apply, so forth. And I think for me, what is frustrating is when this level is short-circuited by, well, I don't know if we can do that. And, and you go, I haven't even asked to do it. Do you know what I mean? And, and and I think right now, like when I, it becomes addictive because we're like, oh my God, that, like we can actually put this on. That is exciting to me. Rather than, well, maybe I can do a little, you know, booty life. Like, I don't know what moody life means, but this to me is humongous. And I think I don't care if, if the, what we are doing is either super paid or not paying us at all. I think it, it is essential for me that this rigor be part of every project. And, and, and oftentimes I find that uh, there's a, a, design, a, a design equivalent of, well, the bigger and the more money, the more rigor. You can, not always. I mean, Fantastic. But it's it, it fascinating when you see that, and you think, you know, that there should be of In fact, um, I always find theaters many things, but one of them is a wonderful excuse to create something really beautiful. Um, and I think this is a way of, of starting that. Um, We're we'll just going to go through these a little. Again, these are lighting images. Um, um, the 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 next step that happens is. Um, it is for me the, the, the most exciting one as a director, which is, and again, this is they, they all bear with me with my sort of biochemical the things that you're going to see background. What I then do is I go through the play. This is very enough and full um, and I go through the through the play in a very experiment fashion. I go every scene, and what I do is I create, I, I literally write down the events, and I write down the problems in each scene. And I have a fascination with that word. And by problems, a problem is an after entering, an after exiting, an after dying. How does the place start? All of these are problems. What happens then is this document is created and it is given out to each of us to obsess about with our image open. Yeah. And so yeah. we sit there and we get together with a glass of red wine and sit, and sit there and go, Well, what you know, what does this mean? And I, I drive them crazy because I challenge him. It says she sits in a chair. That is a problem. Is it a chair? Is the answer perhaps that she stands and someone gives her an umbrella? Like what is <coughs> the answer? And we look at at that. And at times the answer is she sits in a chair. But I want to. <laughs> it. And, and it, it leads to really interesting conversations. And it is essential to me that, that Jeffrey is a in be a part of that. And so I'll show you the document, which is the geekiest thing ever. But correct, Joe. This is a document of the problem itself. So, um, what, uh, what it is is the scenes, and on the side is the problems. There's a little close up, load. if you switch one more. What it is, this is for actually a new piece that we're working on that we will be taking to Sundance this, this summer. Um, what it is, it's just the scenes, the characters in it, it has the events. On this side, it says, you know, lights, there's an L and S, it's all color coordinated. And it says to look at the scene, and then costumes. What does Tataka look like? What do the senators look like? Costumes. What does a Delta show look like? Music. Is there sound in the Senate? Is it, this is sort of the thing that we go through. Now, it is, and then all of these all play, <laughs> is everyone sort of like better think quickly, which is transition. Um, that is a problem to solve rather than something accidental that you're like, well now we go to the next scene. There's amazing storytelling that can happen, is my belief in that. And, and what happens is this simply illustrates what, what field solves the problem rather than whose problem it is. And so we often sit in about what is the life problem? And oftentimes it comes that, well, this piece of scenery can have a light in it, you know, and it, it becomes this whole sort of thing, and we've had everything from, you know, costumes with lights in them, and I don't mean, like, lights, I mean literally, you know, Home Depot is our best friend, and sort of, you know, anything, and it's amazing what, what sort of that, that can do. The, uh, the exciting point here, too, is all, all those images that we brought together that we don't really know what they mean, and they this one, we can, you know, often and what about that picture with the light behind the building, and what does that mean here, does that feel like coming, mm-hmm. because... Images, not only are they for color or makeup or whatever, but just often end a feeling them. Right? So we go, that felt like this moment, I don't know why, and it's not for that. So be, yeah. keep else is <laughs> yeah. But I think what's, what, what is exciting to me and to us is that this isn't the first step. It isn't. We have a lot of things in our minds. And now we already have me as an individual telling them a story, perhaps sometimes not even received a script, followed by images, and I'm already asking them to respond to this. And then we get the problems. So we're already swimming in this soup. And because of times we have many projects cooking, we go to different research folks. Research, uh, research and before our, our, our gathering, we look through this stuff and go, get okay, ready for this meeting, switch gears into this. Joe asked that we talk about our first production meeting. But we don't have a first production <laughs> meeting. Until it, starts. it starts with me telling them a story. Um, and then we sort of go from go there. Like, um, these I'm not going to talk too much in detail, but this is the of play of one of our plays. Um, what, uh, or an example of a, graph of a play. Um, I believe, I, I'm a huge believer in sort of time and the reaction of time. What this is, it's a measure of literally lines and words uh, and sort of how, how long each scene takes. For example, on that side, and this is, this is boring 21, I but on that side, you see that there's a couple of these two little sort of scenes that are right here. Um, these two little, look, look, right there. Um, to me, the, I don't know what it means, but that means something. And I think you will register. And then there's another one over here as well. Also, in the middle is this big scene that to me is a problem, that there's this humongous scene. So how do we, it must be addressed somehow. And so this is discussed with us because I think the aesthetics, the lighting aesthetics, the music aesthetics have to speak rhythmically of that. And um, also, has all these other sort of things. Um, it, I, I, I find, um, I was telling someone that I, I'm, I'm obsessed with things I don't understand. I'm fascinated by theater. I'm fascinated by religion. I'm fascinated by um, just weird creatures and sort of all these things. Weird
3: uh, Having said
2: that, I, I think for me, science becomes this way of getting a handle on it, a very flawed handle on it. So that, for example, there's an event um, that happens on stage that's emotional. And I, I can talk out the wazoo about, well, the emotions. But what I force us to do and torture them is to... Write it down, and what we end up with is you know, uh, things that look like this. This is actually a graph of a a piece that we did. Uh, the whole idea was trying to figure out the relationships, the disconnections. Um, I- I'm a huge believer. And this, I mean, this wasn't created like this, it was first created sort of on paper. But then the actors in the company are saying that this makes sense to them. And then we can actually hold ourselves to them and to say, You you see this triangle and there's sort of a broken relationship. And then there's a W that has a a stronger relationship. Um, To me, what that happens is many things. One is, in that scene, I have to feel that brokenness. And when it doesn't happen, we can say, remember this? And then we can disagree with it. But there it is. It isn't just talk, talk. The other thing is, visually, for Miranda, this becomes a relationship between three people and someone else. So how can we visually storytell that? For Jeffrey, this becomes a different kind of music when these three people are on there. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, I try, and sometimes I'll present them and they all go, "What?" Which makes sense, and we move on. But, <laughs> <laughs> move on. but <laughs> he tries something. <laughs> Jeff is the honest piano. Kind of, I feel like is this, this bullshit? <laughs> um, so anyway, um, the, the next thing that happens is, uh, which we can speak on a little more. Um, go ahead, think more, right? sorry. Uh, the next thing that happens program is uh, what I call the proposal stage. Now, I'm very uh, sort of anal about wording, and it isn't drafting, it isn't said, it's a proposal, because then we're going to take that proposal onto, uh, onto rehearsal. Uh, proposal comes in many ways. Uh, for lighting, Ryan is, is a sort of technological genius so everything he does is on computers, which is great in terms of light. For Jeffrey, he proposes instruments he wants to build. Or perhaps sound that he wants to play with. Uh, for Miranda, it becomes about sort of rough sketches, which then become sketches. Uh, for Scott, it becomes about sort of rough models, which then become models, as well as drawings. And I keep—I have, have to say that um, I keep saying rigor, but I think it's a huge part of, of that. And I think oftentimes um, it sort of just gets like, oh yeah, we've got to sort of like that. And um, I, I can do better things with my time than that. So I, I sort of. Um, come into making it an amazing moment. Um, so we'll go to that, and you guys can see if it comes up. So go ahead and look. Um, these are, I mean, none of this is unfamiliar to many of you. These are simple sketches of, of an idea um, that came out of, um, you saw that picture of that shadow man with a piece of paper, we were talking about light inside paper, this whole sort of business. Um, and these are, um, go ahead and And it goes on to, sort of, you know, these are again sort of rough, rough things um, that were created. Um, and, go ahead, uh, and one more. This is actually um, uh, 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 what's a rough model. It's actually made out of wood, uh, which is what Scott, uh, as an artist, sort of worked with. Um, and it became a way of the simple space. We have an obsession in theater, meeting with the audience are always on stage. will see every change. It is very ritualized. Um, they tend to play, you know, ten to twelve actors who play sixty-nine characters. Um, I. I um, have a very complicated relationship with Wings uh, Theaters because I was wondering what you were doing back there. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I tend to sort of strip things, uh, which I don't know if you want to talk about space sure. at the moment. Sure. Um, Just because I know I, that, that it's very important that we like to meet the actors in space, that's a big thing for us. Um, the thing that we like to do before we, with all the images and everything, before we get anyone into the state is to go into the space and maybe, uh, the material, but really, designed being you know, the FD space you can so we can get into the theater with nothing in it. And I go in and for this set I, I just went in, we talked a little bit, he left that satisfaction. And I just kind of want to see what the space wants us to put in there. But, uh, <laughs> um, but everything um, yeah, get everything as bare as possible because the thing that I found works uh, working for them a lot before I started knowing the way works and think I, I want to start with these simple discipline that's like a sort of fire block in there and we go get the bare black box and give it with you. And then we're like, what do you need? So we start to talk about the after all of the images. Absolutely. Thanks. And coming into this space, it was set up with risers out at the top and it was this long space and and I knew we had to have the actors in there that weren't really wings they were or entrances to grass or anything. And and it just had this great length in looking down into the sort of discussing you know, ancient theater and the uh, the parts of the line and how everyone looks down the how theaters this thing that is so impressive and, and so we decided you know to put the audience up above. If so the, the black areas was, where the audience would, see. would sit down and, and look down in and we could have a space for the actors underneath so that they're visible, but there are there are different zones for the actors. There's the center space which uh, we'll talk more about because it has to do with costume and lining there's actually a play field and there are different zones. And outside of that, when I an actor it means something else. And then when they go underneath, then it's, it's another space for them to be where they can be putting on their makeup and making changes and observe the play or or comment or be a part of, but it's not doesn't have the same power as in the space or so Different areas that need something just because of where they uh, uh, Four things that are, are big theories of ours in design. One is uh, we're obsessed with the geometry of light. Like, I, I think um, this light, I, I believe, is doing what I call a normal light, which you're sort of not supposed to know that we live, we just sort of live. And we have a fascination will know when a light hits an actor. It's a it becomes visual in every sense of the word, on the floor, on the wall, or whatever it is. Uh, and it just has to do with taste more, more than anything else. Um, we have an obsession with light um, doesn't I know a couple of people know me that I'm... Um, very opinionated about certain things and I don't understand recorded music in, in theater to me. It always sort of makes me think of the person playing the music. And if the person playing the music is on stage. I mean there's many solutions. Uh, I get very excited about live music. I always have I'm sort of a sort of is
5: it it becomes it works work for our work, right. But right. it's just an organic like kind of crazy process going on on stage It's like so beautiful and aesthetic and very ethereal. And then you have it's like it kind of removes or reminds me for a second of oh, yeah.
2: Especially in these, these sort of epic worlds that we're delving into. It's in very parts of here. Oh. And, and again, it, it's the taste, our uh, ours of taste, and what we react to.
5: A design problem that live music also
2: resents is our acoustics and where you put them.
5: And I know it's like, that, yeah, as long it's like like that, as Jeffrey, like like that, 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 that's, that.
2: that's always <laughs> a big thought, you know, because Jeffrey is as much a part of the piece as the actors. And I'm allowed. The other thing, uh, in terms of costume, is this notion of fusion, which we'll see in a second. Uh, and then the last thing, in terms of set, is this, uh, this you know, uh, the, the earlier panelists had that book about Peter Brook, and I you know, think clearly a huge influence looking at sort of non-Western traditions and the notion of an empty space. Uh, and it, these are huge uh, motifs that will reappear in our work again and again. So you see already sort of geometry taking form, and, and you know, sort of the color that you saw in that picture, that sunset picture sort of coming into play a bit. Um, so go ahead and go. And then we're gonna go, uh, this is, uh, again, if you remember that toilet paper roll thing, sort of content to play, if you remember that tree. And again, the design book is humongous, so we're sort of digressing, you know, rather, mm-hmm. uh, just a few core images that we can relate really directly. Um, so this is an, another proposal for the set, which again, now it's a, a diagonal and it becomes something else a sort of little jet on stage, but. Um, <laughs> and it it, uh, it becomes, again, this notion of geometry uh, and so forth. There's these little tables where the actors live if you see on what would be stage right. Um, this is uh, a big thing for us, which I, I tortured both the, the Scott and Ryan with, is the notion of lights within a model. Now these, again, I, it's very hard for me to see anything without a model. We've had models that are made out of paper, out of wood, out of cardboard, and depending on, you know, of availability, of resources, but it is essential for me and for all of us to have something that represents that. Again, this notion of talking about. He has this great quote, he says uh, he, can talk, uh, he can talk a lot about a dance set and say he has it, but when he dances, his feet belongs always training him. And it's this notion of concrete always, I think, brings something real into the picture. This is a, a, lighting, a lighting proposal. Um, Again, this is playing with, it, with the, the set that we were talking about. You see there's this sort of geometry on the ground. If you change the next one, the lights will actually change. Um, so it's essentially playing with color and what color does to that, um, which is the joy of having sort of technological genius. Um, go ahead. And then this begins a sort of actual proposal of bringing it to life and bringing sort of, you know, does that fabric work? We have, you know, it's very nice to do it on a model, but once you lay a piece of fabric, it does whatever it wants and misbehaves and does all that. Uh, the big thing we were trying to solve is this piece involves, as much of our work does, it involves shadow puppets and, and uh, shadow masks, which we'll see in a second. Um, Jeffrey and myself uh, designed the shadow masks, uh, and Miranda uh, and uh, Scott designed the shadow puppets, with Brian line, the shadow light. so it's a whole other sort of world. For this particular production, the screen needed to live um, with the story, because it plays a part of the memory. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, then we get to proposals for, for costumes and these are um, sort of rough sketches if there's anything that comes to mind, please jump in. Um, yeah. Go ahead. And then it becomes slightly less rough, a little more sort of dealing with color affected. Um, Again, you see there's these elongations in the fingers and that comes from sort of that nail, sort of um, uh, image that we had seen.
4: Go ahead. Yeah, the pets the that we tend to work on are very very challenging like I, I remember again I didn't have a script when when we started to to work on the Ramayana and I, I read the you know the novel you know adaptation of it and and so I had that list of problems to solve and, and I'm like oh okay so we have a demon that has to be disguised as a deer you know so they're huge you know I don't know how to do that yeah yeah. 40. Yeah. Exactly. A demon whose arms goes to forty. You know, feet and, and absurd things that you have to try to. Like, I don't know how to do that. And so, what's amazing is is um, just that's why I think that the way that we just pull from everywhere uh, to try to find solutions and to create the language is is kind of a very helpful. Um, and I think what we try to do in, in the world we create is to, um, again, in, in the clothes is to not make mimic a recognizable place, but to create a new one and a new time. And so we're pulling from shapes all over. And, and This the,
2: is the, a half-bird, half-god character.
4: Yeah, so again.
2: <laughs> Which is what I, I said to say, what does a half-bird, half-god look like um, and we begin this journey of, you know, what is essential to a bird. We begin it as a bird um, And
4: sometimes it goes very, very simple. We have warriors, and so what, what geometrically is a strong shape and what seems very grounded. Um, and so we started from there, and then I think that's how we looked at the whirling dervishes and the, the wide skirts and then being, to me, that was a very stable, strong shape. Um,
2: and things like the skirts, and the, and the movement, because yeah. once we have a shape that we're going to because it as the movement develops, we use the skirt to help the ground even more and, and how does that implementality how to fight. So everything just keeps overlapping and overlapping.
4: So this is our final rendering of Sita the main one of the main characters. And uh, here we you know we pulled on some Indian influences and some Japanese influences and, And we're also the makeup was really important to us in um, broadening like to create an epic right. world that's bigger, bigger than an actor could be just by themselves.
2: Right. And the costumes and when I started to find out what fabric and regular, those are they greatly influenced the thought of what that huge fabric piece be <laughs> in the world that they walk on also as well as what we could use for lighting and what is the color so that all the colors for this set and for the costumes, they all came from, that's what's going to yeah. benefit all of us. And then this and changed
4: so that I dyed the bottom of the demon so he was like coming out of the set. So it was all very intimate. And
2: again, I'll step through this sort of additional conversation of, of problems with these images. Uh, uh, these are just some quick sort of uh, shadow, this is the shadow world. We sort of proposed initially in Terry Robson, and very rough. So then we go on. Uh, to sort of more official uh, sort of things, and then Jeffrey and I uh, sit in a room, and it's actually a picture of Jeffrey. Um, this is us actually in a rehearsal room, starting to to draft these things up, and, and um, many of them are extrapolations of the actors' faces um, that are sort of uh, very stylized. And going. this is a, a specific sort of shadow mask uh, that that we create, and this is you know a 50 cent you know piece of cardboard from. You know but then it's sort of All of a sudden, we're in this, in this other world. Phone cords, um, Yeah, phone is best friend. Phone You know, fabric, stores. I, it's, it, and it, the great thing is that this isn't um, a default. But in fact, it's the aesthetic we're interested in. Um, and it has a lot of community development. Um, the, uh, and I'll go through this, uh, then we enter rehearsal. And in rehearsal, <coughs> not, the proposals come to life. And I am a stick. I mean, if, if it cannot arrive in rehearsal, then I'm not interested for it. You So all these things that you saw must be in rehearsal. This we must figure out a way to get this screen idea in rehearsal, these masks, these nails. uh, you know, and and if we end up with the you know most sort of insane solutions for for these things. Um, so go ahead. Um, so this sorry about the bad picture there. It's uh so you see sort of the screen, you know, we ended up acquiring a parachute from I don't even know where um, and, and creating these masks, which Lori who's in the back sort of crafted very quickly so that we start exploring that. Um, you see the geometry on the floor, so that we start even playing. The actors already know where their light is, what light is happening. Does that make sense? You know, I don't know if you can make this picture up. These are the actors behind the shadow screen wearing these shadow masks uh, that we were talking about. Um, I just you know. want
4: to speak to the rehearsal um, costumes. A lot of the time, I think, in design, you. you you limit yourself because you're like oh that's going to challenge the actors too much or that's going to limit their movement or that's going to be too hard to figure out in tech and I think it's a unique thing is that it's never it's never a limitation it's something that's going to influence or or enrich the movement and we have it early and they get used to it and it informs rather than is an obstacle and so it's great to have a facsimile of everything there
2: and go ahead. This is an idea for problem solving. We, you, there's these two sisters whose arms are supposed to grow, and sort of they destroy this this man. Um, and we tried many things. We played with you know rope, fabrics, cetera, and and, and, and of things. Um, and actually, that was hugely influenced by Jeff, who sits at every rehearsal, um, trying out his proposals of it.
5: Um, I'll to bring like beforehand. Yeah. I don't come. Kind of Who's like what I'm gonna do or like what I want to sound like because. I'll get an idea, and I'll listen to a lot of different music, it's like music for doing something that has like a heavy background, is like traditional music from all over. Kind of get inspired with rhythms and things like that, and then I'll, I might have an idea of like, well, I think this might sound like this when I read the script or something, and I see the images, and I'll come to rehearsal and I'll be like, oh no, this is completely really wrong. Throw it away and just completely start over because something they do, a gesture they make, just kind of says to me like, oh, or, you know, like some sound or a noise, and that's how I'll interpret an often. Change everything your last minute to however the actor's time tends to look or whatever the uh, the uh, blocking is of that scene, all of a sudden it speaks something different. It's right. so, like I have to try to look and see, like, you know, when her arm, their arms go up, wrap around the sky, does that sound like? You know, like, how does a drum that doesn't really have like a, a note necessarily or a to it,
2: you know, how do I make that drum speak or create an emotion or whatever other stuff? And, and I mean, and it, again, all these things, I, I torture these guys by being in rehearsal a lot. I mean, always oh, if possible. And, um, and then the uh, the, the last, uh, what we'll go into uh, is um, the, the final result, the final result of merging all these things together. Um, I'll play, just to give you a sense of sort of borrowing recording from the computer, of um, a little bit of Jeffrey's uh, music while we go into the. Yeah, that's the computer job I love when we're doing these really ancient traditions. Like this. this is what the Ramayana looks like. Uh, you see the geometry in terms of the lights and the shot of it. in the back, this is the uh, initial attack of the sisters with the arms. You'll see a slower version of it. That's what it is. The appearance, the first appearance of the court, uh, and it's this whole notion of trying to create a family and a vocabulary, which is hard to see in this image. But um, you know, you saw those sort of designs that are sort of using to create a world that only exists um, in this specific space. And again, the simplicity that we transfer. This is uh, the court. This is Rama's court. And it was a way of uh, actually. This ends up being a base costume for many of the other costumes, um, because many. people court and that was a huge problem to solve. Because um, they don't leave.
4: Because they don't leave stage. Because everyone so needs something to sort of on to
2: live the face. with them. Yeah. Um, go ahead. This is uh, the demon family, as it were. And you see the appearance of the nails, so it's a permutation now. You see the sort of makeup and the mask. Uh, and, you know, again, our, our every image has a sort of genesis point. Uh, but at the end, it becomes Ramana and the world. Um, go ahead. The, this is an image of the tables where the actors do their changes. Uh, actors, in fact, you know, uh, going back and through that. Um, and again, this sits at the side of the stage the entire time. Um, this is, again, this notion of, of geometry, uh, and it's that exact same space you saw, and the geometry of the light transforms it in, in a huge way. Uh, again, this is, you know, playing in the shadows, and, and again, these, uh, these things, this is a hybrid, this is a, a little bit before we have fully really, uh, reached the idea, so it's somewhat of a reversal. Again, just sort of more uh, images of that. And this is actually, that was actually a death. But, and this is uh, the bird. I'm sorry, this is a death. And you see uh, geometry played into solving that and, um, uh, you know, continue that conversation. Go ahead. This is the sort of bird character that you saw. Um, and it, it's gone through many things. And I wish you could see the research because it involves, you know, everything from high art to sort of the odd photo. 1980s fashion to photo yeah. to, like, more, you know, sort of uh, a collage of things. Again, this is more the shadow the uh, shadow the shadow work, the shadow, um, shadow masks that we work with. Um, and then uh, again this is a set the sort of the conclusion of what
5: became the makeup uh, and all of that. Um, I love that you said 80s fashion because like one of the things that we don't strictly go with like the ancient thing because it sound like, I mean with what I play, and what I do is like, everything from Ravi Shankar to Lisa Gerard that can dance, say radio head. Spiritualized, like all these different bands, modern music like the current stuff and I is what I do.
2: And I think like you like 80s fashion will creep on this stuff that like more than or... Well I think that we we all know uh, when we start with a piece like this we we feel obligated to, to look back but you also I mean I don't find that island it might be something to look at magazine but there's a cool cigarette ad i it in. it doesn't matter as long as it's not that something that it feels for whatever reason. like, Relevant, when you put it on the table. It's there, whether we use it or not. But it's part of it. Uh, the the uh, the last thing I'll say about this, and I'll open up to questions. Are there any? Is that it, uh, it's very odd to sort of show this in you know a very limited amount of time because this is uh, quite a few years of work in developing this project. Uh, but so that now that we can sit here and go, yes, it exists. You know, I a copy of the script, and this is what it looked like. Um, but in fact, you know, you are constantly in a, going. A, um, well, is this right? Is this interesting? Is this, uh, and, you know, every time I do a rewrite, these are huge texts. And so I go, is this a rewrite or is this a whole other play that I have to start? Um, because it is, you know, the, the, our, my source material and our source material is, uh, in its longest form, it's 25 times the size of the Christian Bible. And so this is sort of the, the source material that we're looking at uh, and attempting this very humble attempt at bringing. At, um, at least what we find in that wise piece. And perhaps in 40 years we'll find some other wisdom. In, but um, you know, for now, that this is what our reminder looks like. And speaking of the, the, the designs of it all, is that if this goes on and the next time we approach it, it won't look exactly like that. Because each transition it's just like keep learning and keep pushing. Oh, what about the that keeps bumping up? Right. Um, so uh, having said all of that, through it. Um, I'd love to open up to questions if there are any, uh, any questions out there. Uh, yes?
3: How did you all meet and start
2: working together? Um, it, did you all get together on a project or was it a gradual? No, it was gradual. I mean, it was gradual. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of it had to do. Uh, you know, I know that uh, at least when we went to grad school to get and then we were like, I was like, I'm not letting you go, yeah. I'm be far away. And um, we were just, we had mutual
5: friends that in common. I was in a band at the time, and we were going to approach me about this idea for this no cycle of
2: theaters. Of, of, you know.
5: And so I was like, well, okay, I play the drums.
3: And
2: so I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeffrey used to be in it, wasn't in it, and so was a rock band, band, and he played, it's insane. I mean, for a band to have an African drum and a Turkish drum as a friend, I said, you know, come on. And then we, and it's very funny because Jeffrey's ultimately a musician and so his reaction to me as a collaborator is huge because we all sit there going, Yes yeah, that's very Peter Brook and Jeff goes, I don't get it. What you <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, I mean I well, I mean, you know, after all these years that I'm you'll be coming But it's but uh, it's sort of funny to, to uh, see that. And you know, and then Scott and we again sort of met and just sort of fell in love with our aesthetic and you know, the reaction to each other and It becomes an experiment. I mean there's people who have come into our to work and and we go, oh, you, you know, you're getting frustrated, or we're, you know, and then, you know, we just become bad with each other. There was a question. And we're not a <laughs> I have two questions. My first is, um, what me too? Yes. I uh, talk about the name, that's a problem. is initially chosen because it's a Sanskrit word for strength and communion. We have now found out through the years that because it is simply a, a sound, and many languages are transliterated, it actually uh, means uh, uh, lack of fear in an ancient Japanese sound. It means balance in Bengali. Um, it means, uh, as my mother put it, it sort of you know, has the words mine and you, it's Spanish. And my little niece said, it sounds like me too. So, <laughs> uh, um, so that, that, but initially it's this notion of strengthening community which is a big uh, hope in our work that it isn't, I mean we're dealing with this big epic, so it isn't a sort of uh, preaching, but rather it's to uh, to see the human condition and its complications and for a moment to know that it's not a necessary one. Uh, and perhaps, of gather some kind of As to, as a sort of, which I think affects the company, but as a, my influence is uh, I grew up in Mexico for, for much of my life, um, and I actually think it's a huge part of the way that, I, when people ask what my greatest influence is, I always say it's my father, and the way that he's uh, that our family is sort of organized, because that's the way that we that exist. Uh, and I always joke and I always say, you know, hug me, on Mexican, because I say, hug everyone. Um, and, and in fact, that is a thing in the company, that, it, that there is, I have a huge investment in, um, kindness in the creative process um, yeah and rather than sort of rather than a cruelty like no you must do it, you know um, so so i think that permeates uh, you know the actors sort of everything you see is night. Uh, so that's that's one thing i think english is just, i know it's just second language to me but i think because of that i have a very specific relation to words so that um like saying i need something it's a very odd phrase to me so it's like you're ordering pizza design like, you know i need you know some slices uh, but rather, you know, and it's simple logic, is like, let's look at what about, you know, it's just a different tone of um, the I come from a huge religious background. Uh, and uh, so that has had a component. And then ultimately I encountered, uh, I traveled abroad when I was uh, in college and I fell in love with non Western traditions. It um, was so effective that I came back and they and create it for the worst theater or creative. You know, it's like you know, they train for 27 years. We'll just put our makeup and do it. Um, and, 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 it a, uh, and that's actually a huge measure not to. And it took a long time to, and partly as a result of musical average, to uh, synthesize and try to figure out. I'm very obsessed with the word America, because I think it's a very complicated one. Um, And so that's sometimes I've been into it. On um, the um.
1: If you remember back to the slide of the rehearsal hall, how it was taped out into squares, only the outer perimeter of that is seen on stage until lights show up. It's one flat piece of material. So that it isn't something, it's not like you have a bunch of slats of wood that then delineate what that space is. But it starts out as a very soft space. And then when the story starts to unfold, you see the squares and they start delineating who's where. And for the deaths, what we decided was we needed something to come in and smack them on the top of the head. And so the light actually does. It's very bright. And in the
2: energy said the equation became that those squares come light equal where the state was on and so that's line And so the pattern <coughs> becomes that square actually takes a breath. Life and what it actually does, it goes to its brightest and then comes back slightly different because it's lost in life. And that's what, uh, what then happens is physically, that is why sort of choreography we've worked on, which is a style of death, is that Jeffrey comes in and says. Well, that sounds like something. And then Miranda said, it would look fabulous if when they fell, they were wearing, you know. And it's you know, <laughs> The other thing is that, um, you know, this notion sort of problem solving, I think death on stage is a really sort of fantastic to So I'm mean, a keep cynic, and I don't over oh, there. You know, and of course, they're not brewing. But I mean. Yeah, they're breathing. Yet when someone sort of creates a symbolic, you know, whatever metaphor, and the a stop, you go, know, of course, bad, and I'm devastated. You know, that actor simply closes his eyes and, and then the lights change, and I never read it. And I'm it. And I don't care what you you know. And I think it's, it's that sort of character. So the geometry simply changed. What you saw it was actually when the light goes up, and like the lights. And Jeffrey's music says well, "Can you feel and an infrastructure change, you feel something um, later the character's actually released, my, my released it, so, um, by it's not release of soul by someone else. So the tension says that that actor stands up in the most useful and long-term change. It was always the like, bad well, because
1: um, we were like, what will
3: okay,
2: we'll we'll say we'll that?
4: We'll do yeah, exactly. We're not going to drag out? them
2: off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then leave <later laughs> are all, we've got this a conversation of Day of the Dead. You know, so it is, uh, anyway, so it's. Yes? Uh, it would seem the audience would want to feedback and participate. Do they and how do they? Give me in performance? In performance. Yeah. You know, uh, it's very funny though, because, and uh, you know, you guys can talk about it perhaps a bit more. Um, because Jeffrey's playing, there's never music when you walk in. But I'm always very right to what the space looks like. I believe that when you enter that door, you, your journey has started to um, You know, Jimmy even mentioned, when you have the check code, you know, already you're, whatever mood you're in, you have a problem that you bring in. So I, you know, much like my I'm sort of obsessed about everything. When people enter the space, because of the lighting, and because there's silence, and because the actors are on stage, it's very, it's a wonderfully kind of spectacle and so it, it gets a good amount of us it feels like sure because it gets sort of very quiet like, no one's asked to whisper you know I love what we do so there's a bad night for young you kids so they just walk in and they're like you know, this, this whole thing um, so I think that demeanor remains through the piece for whatever reason um, so
4: yeah Yeah, I just want to say I, I, I've noticed that, that you do I think Ruben has a pays attention to creating a kind of sacred space in the performance space and also in the rehearsal room. Um, which I think especially when we're working with, with younger actors or, or students or you know in a long you know in a long process, it, it creates you're acknowledging that you're working on something precious. And and I think it's taking a lot from the Eastern traditions where actors are asked a lot there's a lot more asked of them than is normally asked of an actor. Like these actors spending a huge amount of time on their makeup and they have to learn to do the makeup and they've got all of these complicated costumes to keep track of. And the breath is is extremely important. And there's something about just the feeling in the space that is created with the the lighting and with, with the smell of the room and, you know that, that I think does affect the
2: audience as soon as they they walk in. Yeah, and it's, so, so in and terms the of the audience, you know, the great thing is often because they're looking out a makeup and the actors sitting there at the end, some audiences will say, "How many of the actors right there?" And so that's I mean that's as far as that sort of gets. What I love is uh, children's reactions because these epics are so huge that you go, "Oh my God, the soul are watching superheroes what there's a, a section in um, another of of Mahabharata, where um, uh, one of the characters is about to die, so sort of the most vulnerable at this production of this and a little boy, stood out and said, oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> And he was so, and all the other characters did the same thing. But you and he stood there, and said, ready to defend being on this character. And, um, um, and so it's very, it's funny, because that that, that that is in fact a reaction to you that, is, that fair, but I think our Western culture does the same.
3: Let me go way back there. the end
2: Hi, um, I just wanted to say I really appreciate this idea that you guys have about creating a new world and that you draw from some of these traditions in the culture. But I'm, I'm wondering that, out curiosity, curiosity, who's ever dealt with the criticism of cultural appropriation? You, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's a huge concern of mine uh, uh, on many levels. Um, it's a, uh, I'll answer it in two ways. One is uh, never directly because, and I wish you could see it, because um, we merge, I mean, in our sort of vision description, um, we merge too many things, if that makes sense, so that we have the mess, our Balinese, so and the South is made and the mess, you know what I mean? So it isn't, uh, you know, we, we, our actors are ultimately trained in a certain way, and it would be too to kind fight of like that. So, so, you know, we don't all of a sudden know well, all the actors will act like this, because that's a, a but rather, you know, they have their tools that are, you know, Rather, they have, you know, whether it's a combination of, uh, you know, from methods viewpoints to all that. So that gets to the base, And so it becomes, I think, more complicated. Um, I think I have such a, a huge investment in that. And when we did, uh, we did the Ramayana at ACT in San Francisco, and which is compliment, for exactly that reason, was uh, when I spoke to uh, either Indian scholars or families. That was huge. There was a family who sort of came and, and Sort of they have guards. You can't go to Spain, whatever. And they asked the Richmond walk, and then to touch the center of our state, um, and just wanted to touch it because they touched it, and they've done the same. Sort of That's huge. It's, you know, this little sort of Mexico trying to you measure these things that are coming and problems of are going uh, it's huge. And I feel like, therefore, we're in this right now As some people don't react to it? Absolutely. As people are like, what you know. But I, I, I think we're super aware of the implications it could be if we went out there and. and little white boy puts on the katakali makeup and try to do that that's not what we want to do. We we take all these things and funnel them, but we are not trying to do anything. Um, and I think we're super aware I'm like, what about what's this gonna do? I mean I'm the first to do that six week I don't I don't want to be that fun. I don't want to be like that. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> And also our source material is so complicated. You know we just did a fantastic we're going into the sort of next century century myth you know the of Sundance is based on this, but, uh, our will totally the archaeological remains of a Buddhist saint. So, if that isn't even culturally specific, then it comes back. Theater some Places, we just did a workshop with party because we were unsatisfied with the public world that we created. And so that's what the focus was. And it was in their slot to develop a read, but they let us do public, you know what I mean? So, so we sort of hybrid- So you, don't, you
3: have your own not-for-profit status? We do
2: have an for profit status. We don't have space, however. Uh, and that's something that we're sort of uh, mobilizing. And somebody, you asked about, talking about your work, uh, and you know, it's so insane to sit in front of a councilwoman and be like, let me tell you about the interview, and, and to in fact, the reason we do this is because I'm not interested in speaking about it. But then yeah, the speak about it. so um, so I think that's that's part of it. And then on top of that, all these people, um, I'll say this: oftentimes companies with no notice, disrespect notice companies are more because people can't get more. Our biggest problem is that they're getting too much work outside of the company. I'm like, hey, schedule your time uh, because I do. And same with the actors. And the amazing thing is when they pass up. What are lucrative
1: opportunities for a peer to workshop or something? Because it's become that necessary for us. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it. People need to do different things. Well, I think we all design outside of this sphere as well, um, which is a totally different vocabulary for each of us. And I don't have a day job per se, but. just design and then it becomes a constant battle of the calendar and making sure that the time is set aside properly so that enough attention can be there that it isn't the designer shows up for the first rehearsal and then is gone for six weeks and comes in the day before tech, that isn't helpful for us at all. I mean if I'm gone for more than a week during a rehearsal process, that's that's a lot and we have huge discussions about it before that happens. And but then, you, I just kind of plug things in. I so think they fit in.
2: It depends. You know, I think, I'm going to say that I think that kind of thing for the well period of time uh, when we have something like a project that we want to develop, uh, we'll give ourselves, okay, we'll have two years to, to work every time of are on it, like it's a big chunk of time that we're going to develop it without any goals the goal of being able to perform it. As things come up, like ACG, okay, okay, we want to do there, and we want to do it here and here, we are all very aware of that those six weeks, we have to get out of everything else, and we have to be there because, you know, we have to be there for the character rehearsal process as much as we can, and we know what keeps going of what's not going to take, and we know that it's not, it is and. For and then you go on and you we know. never leave early. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about that big
3: problem coming at the end and sitting around and talking about it and we thrive on it. So we know
2: it's a huge chunk mm-hmm. of time that we got to set aside. Ten hours of the hard. including the yeah. actors who, you know, we just did this work workshop so work we harder and we got there at eight and all of us, you <coughs> know, yeah. the equity day finished. We all stayed so we got in as well, cutting puppets and going we home. And, uh, and we liked each other. You know, Ruth mentioned that my wives are not friends. We are. I'm we're just sure. addicted it's to great. Um, each other and have a great time. I also think, like I teach, I have you know, of to Miranda, and so you know, that helps up a little bit. Two more questions related to that. What, what are your answers in your relationships to unions? And you said you just, um, you were
3: the Carter. You approach the to Carter. Today.
2: Uh, I think I can answer all that. Actually, I, I, I think I understand your question. But let me let me answer ahead. Um, things uh, when we work sort of on our own, like we say, oh, we're going to get the space to do, then you know, union stuff doesn't apply. When UNICEF stuff doesn't apply, it tends to mean that we are in a theater situation, and so they tend to handle them um, because our actors are important. So they have a hard hand. It's all that. They do you know, what they need to. do. Um, so if we have a uh, workshop we want to do, so that we showcase. Okay, you know, so so that's not yet once the prompt the on We sort of had to deal with it once where they said, well, we don't have a protocol for this. You know, so that, that's something. But, um,
1: but then I think that the actors, especially anyone that sees <coughs> how this rehearsal process, you may come into it skeptical at the beginning, but the most skeptical people are at the end going, okay, what do we need to do next? Yeah, and we follow the rule. rule. I mean, after, you so know, we do our day. Okay, your day is over. Yeah. And then people yeah. were like, no, I want to stay. Right. And okay, more than there. Yeah.
2: I mean, and it's, it's exciting. And in terms of, um, you asked Oh, uh, it depends what, we're, what we're doing. You know, ACT, they asked us to bring the Ramayana there. Uh, they asked us to do it in collaboration uh, with some of the actors who were graduating from their program uh, and with the sort of company. So we came and So it was a wonderful opportunity to bring this to life. So that clearly we had a we ran for two weeks and weeks. Here and so that's different. The Macardi's workshop we did we did a showing at the end in which we sort of showed um, what we had worked on in that form. Um, and then you know, out of a uh, journey that we were there, we read actually. So it, it depends. The stuff we do at the workshop, and New York workshop, um, we don't, but it's very development. There's the Shakespeare project, which is this adaptation of definition of the, uh, uh team leader and Scotchway and we are um, playing with gender doing it in Tibetan style and are playing for brand so to so no one needs to see any of
5: that <laughs> <laughs> um, but all the readings are also I'm usually there. Oh but yeah we we we're reading you know Jeffrey's Sorry. there and,
2: I work with that process too. And Miranda's there would have cost to get there, uh, thank you very process. much. Yes. Can you have a show like this
3: that, that uh, from what It appears to be designed for a specific place with specific actors being reversal in the process. Uh, And then you're asked to take it somewhere else. Uh How did that work? You can't start from scratch again. You have to start with what you have. We have to start from scratch. You
2: can start from scratch all over. Wow. And it's it's at the joint point. It certainly includes what we start with where we were and then we go, okay, what's this thing? Oh. And we you uh, know, we um, yeah, we start again and it, it's actually
1: that's actually one of the presentations we Yeah, I get stuck With a lot. I I want to go back and I want to try and recreate somehow and it's impossible. And, and he sounds yeah, and Scott usually hits me over the head and goes, No, you need to stop thinking about that, stop looking at your computer and your pictures um, to become something
2: else. There's 10,
3: there's
2: 10 after you, basically. And how do they divide up? We have uh, uh, four males, no, uh, sorry, four females and six males. I have a question. As a young director, he has been a beginning comedy model. How do
3: you do this? You know, logistically <laughs> at
2: the time, all of those really, you know, um, do you need to speak directly? Like no, it? you know, but I... I, I you know, I think yeah, you know, I, I'm very, this is so cheap. I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by these people, number one. I think we've stuck with, I have to say, the value of the word company right now, unless you're a very, sort of, much older um, is it's very high. Uh, so when you say, oh, I have a company, people always call them my buddies. Um, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you and your buddies are going to do something. And in fact, yes, they're my friends, but they're not my buddies. We're actually a company. Especially so it's changing. I mean, to, you know, just a, uh, perhaps we're getting a little bit older, whatever's happening um, in our work, etc. cetera. But um, I've been really stubborn to say, um, you know, hi, yeah, you like what I have to say. This is my like family background. And I go, oh, well, I don't know that. And if that sort of doesn't work, then perhaps, you know, um, it's, it's uh, uh, afforded a lot of, uh, sort of time. Or For you to say, well, we'll do the Raviyah. 25 times of the Bible. If you want to help them, you know. It's very uh, complicated story to what we do. We've done much better um, at, at doing that. So I think I think stubbornness is a huge thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, people, we've met lots of people who have liked our work and so forth, but it's about connecting with people that we like, and it tends to be that, therefore, they like our actual life the actual life. We like what they have. Uh, most of it yeah, uh, many things about the grants, uh, donors as well. And uh then theaters that sort of bring us in uh, Not number of property theaters bring us in or you know, like the rest of, you know, we're going to uh, one of our plays Different um, when we do deconstruction, like we did with the handling Hamlet. Where- right But all of that stuff does influence me because I've done a lot of that in my time as a dancer. So all the differences come in. We talk extensively about the mood of it and, and the simplicity and what it will look like in the entire world. Yeah, how costumes react The costumes, yeah, the costumes uh, influence the movement for this incredibly, the fights especially, yeah. because they have these huge dresses which when we put these on to move around, as soon as you sit down to dress the plants into the ground and he all of a sudden felt like he were in, in, a, tank. in you were like a tank. <laughs> so that became our base of strength to move for the men. for the men. And we found it on top of that if it was about the relationship of the people fighting and not a whole lot of hoopla. So it became very simple, but it was greatly influenced by that and greatly influenced by, okay, so we're going to, the fight will be lit in this way so we need to be able to go in you know, a back and forth path because that's our life have, so how does that happen? so once again it's a huge collaboration, and it's all of us, us standing up in a room like all right fight what we did and we're we, grabbing you the you know all our that more we also in rehearsal the actors and some institutions because we do huge movement things where we throw out problems to the actors they also get that list. Yeah, they get a problem too it's like okay die five ways of dying or like like minutes minutes 15 you ways know, <laughs> of So then we just look at everything <laughs> in the room and go, oh, that's kind of interesting what if this is So we, it's just a huge layering of everything. The last thing I'll say about that is that, again, I'm very fascinated by the patterns of nature and biological. And so you will see images all over of that. And if the scene, feels like it often it needs to move like um, So you will have the composition of a leaf, like literally a pattern, uh, and on the scene, looks like that. And then, of course, you know, it influences the actors um, rather than what it looks like. We
1: are. We're like. I want to thank my advisor.
0: Thank you for listening to Masters of the Stage. This program was made possible by support from Stage Directors and Choreographers Society, the National Labor Union, celebrating five decades representing the needs and aspirations of its members.